Hi, this is Pretty Gamecast. I'm Matt Fister. And I'm Mark. Today on the show, we'll be talking about Aquaria by Alec Holoka and Derek Yu. Um, uh, Derek Yu of uh, fame. Of, um, and Alec Spelunky Holoka fame. of fame. Spelunky fame and I don't know what. what did uh, look? A modest proposal. Oh, there we go. Um, so Aquaria is... An underwater exploration game. We've been talking about a lot of exploration games on the show. They're popular. Um, specifically ones that take place in caves or cave-like structures. Yeah, it's hard to explore anything else. <laughs> um, or it's hard to implement in a video game. Yeah, caves are well-suited, if not unrealistically portrayed. Yeah. Um, so you play in Aquaria... Um, a mermaid girl named Nija is the main character. Yeah, something like You've that. You've forgotten your memories, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's true. And you wake up frozen in a crystal. Is that true? I don't think so. I think I don't you remember the no. Beginning. You the beginning is that you are like just sort of this not mindless oh, but right, carefree. You're, like a- you're a carefree creature in this corner of the cave area, like not a corner corner, but just like you're just floating around. Living like a feral creature, practically like an innocent right. being, and, uh, then, and then you encounter some like crazy hooded mermaid or something. Yeah, some sort of shadowy form that tells you psychically that reveals to you psychically some memory or something, or foreshadowing or something like that. Pre-shadowing, <laughs> and you go through the game. And you, um, basically the game's structured into sort of levels with like a overworld, kind of like a hub-based design, although it's not pretty, pretty, uh, freeform. Um, and different areas have, in general, some sort of destroyed civilization. Um, we're gonna be pretty spoiler-heavy in this, although I don't know about you, but I actually haven't finished Aquaria. Yeah, neither, Uh, neither have I. Which is a shame. Which is something we we'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, um, but each each civilization is a, or I'm sorry, each each sort of level is a different destroyed civilization. And then at the end of the civilization, you basically fight the civilization's god, which is kind of cool. Which is cool, and um, so and and you'll gain different powers that aid you in exploration and open up new areas when you beat each level. Um, one topic I definitely want to talk about is um, the way Aquaria feels to play. At least on a PC, I can't really talk about the Xbox version. Well, I can a little bit because I tried to use a gamepad for it. So anyway, uh, Aquaria is controlled with the keyboard and mouse. Um, so you basically are swimming, um, when you left click the mouse button, you'll swim really fast. And when you right click it, you, um, kind of float. In no, 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 you do whatever special thing oh, you Oh, right, right, right. Right. So either you, you sing in your main form or you shoot or you swim really fast and you can gobble stuff up or charge up light or any number of things. Um, Oh, actually, yeah. So when you're in beast form, you shoot other enemies' attacks, but that it doesn't matter. 
the point is it feels I think it feels really great mm-hmm. to control mm-hmm. in a way that um a lot of games don't, but I can think of a few examples that do. Um that you can't think of a few examples no, that do. I can I can oh. think of a few examples that do feel that great. Um one of those is uh Ocarina of Time, I always thought felt that way. That was a that was a good to control game. Though good I'm not control. sure why what made that one so special. No, no, no. I, I think I, I have a theory. So here's my theory. The the speeding up click in Aquaria where you swim really fast in uh-huh. the direction your mouse is pointed in. Uh-huh. Is a direct analog of Link's roll. You mean D? But that's my theory. But the roll was so annoying. Yeah, but you had to click it all the time, right? Right. But what? It's like no, that doesn't seem like an ideal system, though. It's like, not ideal, but it like, feels the same way, Link... and it like gives you something to do. I don't know. That's my. I theory. mean, I guess it's the same idea of like why you would just, like when people walk around, they jump a lot or some crap because like some. Yeah, just some mild repetitive motion to do instead of just holding a button down. Yeah, yeah. But and it like changes your speed a little bit in Zelda. It, 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 I it's almost. It, yeah, I felt like it was just marginally faster. If it's if at all, better. maybe it wasn't, or and maybe it was just like a trick. Like I right. never knew, but you do it anyways because you don't want to. It's you don't cer- want to. It lose certainly it. doesn't no, slow you slower. down. Yeah, yeah. That was my experience anyway. <laughs> I think that was the experience of almost everybody who played that game. And it had to be. And it was still, you know, despite that mechanic, it was the, one of the most popular games ever. I get so. I guess maybe that was a, a benefit to it. People like I think that. It is. I don't even know, but I think it is. Um, I think that more speaks. I think these speak more to how games need to work on their long distance travel mechanics. That could be too. Because I don't know. I mean, I I thought Aquaria controlled well, but I did have a bit of issue with it on a trackpad. Cause oh, I imagine yeah, that can't be good. It it was not as I wouldn't even play it like that. No, Jesus. I don't. You get some mice over there. Yeah, I I didn't really feel like putting the mice up for it, but I think when I to continue this game, which I will need to, um, I'm gonna need to do it on a mouse because it was so hard on the trackpad to do subtle movements, like like moving. Like, controlling the slower speed was kind of hard with the trackpad. But, apart from that, it felt nice. Um, and, yeah. the, and the uh, music part, did uh, you uh, you hold a button, as you said in your main form, you hold, um, hold a button, then you just kind of move your mouse around. That was nice. Right, to it's sing different songs. Much better yeah. than o- Ocarina of Time's um, music method. I didn't even think about that similarity. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess really? that's pretty obvious. That's huh? like super obvious. Oh no, I haven't played Ocarina of Time in a long time. All well, I remember well, is the rolling. <laughs> that was the, the main o- component. <laughs> Ocarina's in the title of that game, I can't remember it. It's so. like ninety percent of the game involved you rolling. <laughs> yeah, right. I just rolled in circles. <laughs> I don't know. It's like why I never beat Aquaria, I just spun in circles. Right. No. Uh so Aquaria is good. I like it a lot. Um, it's really big, and it's really rewards just exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like those things. Like that's what it really appeals to me about Aquaria. But I think it also was its Achilles' heel for me. So my experience playing Aquaria was like this: I got it almost right when it came out. Um, 
at least when it came out on Steam. Uh, I played it for a couple of weeks and got interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the first interruption was my computer blew up. <laughs> so I lost my save. So, you know, I waited two weeks. I probably waited a bit longer and got back in Aquaria and started over from the beginning and played for about till I got to the same point. And then gave up again because I think I think what Your happened. Your computer exploded again. No, no, no. I think I couldn't figure out a puzzle this time, or I didn't even realize it was a puzzle. Which I think is one weakness of Aquaria is that some of the puzzles are really tricky, mm. um, and there's no hint system telling you where to go. So, right. If you actually screw up, you really need to hit a walkthrough, and I, I was determined to play it through without a walkthrough. And, and um, yeah, you sort of. It does feel like you need to, might need to, like, go back a lot and look around places. It does, and I don't think you actually do. I think think it's constructed in such a way that your intuitions are mainly right, and there's no real wrong moves. But if you miss something, then you get paranoid. Yeah, and there's a lot to miss. Mm -hmm. So I was paranoid and just kept exploring and exploring and eventually gave up. Um... And so I gave up for a while, probably. I can't remember. This was like a year ago. But I gave up for a while, and I would come back every so often. But every time I came back, it was more of a struggle because then I'd kind of forgotten what areas I'd explored. The map system is somewhat helpful in this regard because it kind of shows you where you've been. Um, but I'd also like forget the different songs. I'd have to keep referring to the songs. I mean, it's in-game, so it's not that bad, but... It's still like painful. it's not yeah it's not designed for you to it's designed for you to notice songs not to refer to them each time you want to sing them yeah it which just is often down the pace. and like you always need you're like oh I need to lift this thing up so you want to sing the bind song and you're uh, and they're not that's, they're not hard songs to remember they're <laughs> but they're also somewhat similar so you could I could definitely see I, you know I not, could always remember the one to turn into energy form for uh-huh. example just because it's such a like a basic action mm-hmm. but like the bind one you use like maybe once every half an hour, or oh, two right. An hour and right you're not swapping just, between that yeah and just uh, can can never remember these things so I think that's that's also I think a huge problem uh, that was a problem with Ocarina of Time probably yeah um so anyway, I, I I played a little bit Thursday and just got a walk throughout and beat some bosses and everything was coming back and I'm really enjoying it now. So I do want to finish it. Um, I think I'm probably like sixty to seventy percent of the way through, as ignoring side quests and stuff, which there are a ton of, which is awesome. But yeah, there's also a like a cooking system. Um, I there didn't explore that much. Maybe you can talk about that. Uh, what so you, you thought get- about that? Get ingredients from killing monsters, and you'll get recipes from basically exploring in secret locations. You might get a recipe. You can combine items to make um, items that heal you or make you go faster, shoot more, better, shoot more, better. Um, and uh, there are some other like special ones. And anyway, you can combine ingredients to make uh, different items to affect you. Um I like I like the system, but it, the interface was problematic for me. Mm. It was real clicky to make yeah. a bunch because, like, I'd want to like cook all my food, right? 
But like, you'd have to do each one individually. Well, menu, yeah, and then, like, I wish there was, like, a button to just, like, auto-cook everything for me. Mm-hmm. Based on what, I don't know. That's that's asking for a lot. I don't know. It's just too painful to cook, like, 20 hand rolls at each heel you want. Yeah, and yeah. And those into whatever the next thing is. I'm slightly exaggerating, but, um, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that a little. It seems like it, it worried me. I didn't. That I didn't get as far as you, but it worried me, and it's uh, how it was going to work out down the road of more complicated. Because a things. lot of times, like also, if I wouldn't cook ahead of times, you can cook basically the basic in the stuff. Middle. In. Yeah, you can literally like in the middle, and a lot of times this would be for me in the middle of a boss fight where I actually needed to heal mm-hmm. and didn't feel ashamed of using items. Mm-hmm. So like I'll like go into a boss fight, get my ass kicked. The bosses are hard. Yeah, they are hard, um, and they're like puzzles. And they're puzzly. Um, and pause the game, build a bunch of items, heal myself, <laughs> go back to fighting the boss, and it's just like uh, interruption. Um, but yeah, it, it it's not as big a deal as I make it sound. Yeah, it's 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 still a good game. Yeah, and it's beautiful. The graphics it is are very pretty and good. Uh, Music's good, wonderful. Good good uh, sprites. Yeah, I like the, the I like how the sprite tran- like um how they uh, move around like it looks like uh, Derek so, you did the graphics right I think they both did I'm not oh, sure okay I think I know Derek you definitely did some of the graphics if not all of them um but I like how it looks like the fish you know it looks like he drew a fish and then programmatically they have it like so warp. they have a whole hmm I they they have a whole skeletal animation system they oh. Cool. So it's actually a, a 2D skeletal animation system. Oh. I've seen some videos, I think. That's Because that's how, I don't know, uh, the main character, Nija, is really, like, constructed mm-hmm. in a cool way. Like, your hands move independently, and it's just, everything's like this beautiful painterly style. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think, I don't know, I thought that, I thought it was kind of, it wasn't a real complaint, but I thought it was weird how the cape was so static. I don't even okay, remember. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, no, it's silly. What no, cape? it's very pretty. Your main form has a cape? Isn't that what she has? What is that? She has like a cape, kind of. I don't know. And, it's not a minor complaint. She's very, she's very pretty. She's very... And like when you die, you got this like full painted like face shot. Yeah, that freaks me out. But it's... it's, it's it's pretty and it is freaky. It's, it's like you basically, you basically when you die, you look into your character's eyes as she dies. Yeah, which is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And like it's so sudden. I don't know. The other thing that I really like, and I so I, I wrote about this a long, long time ago, is when you um, explore the world. There's a ton of really um, uh, awesome giant creatures, and when you see one. Your Nigel makes this little gasp noise. Oh yeah, and it's so perfect. I don't know. I mm-hmm. really like that. Yeah, that is a good one. A lot of the music, the sound is pretty good. There's voice acting. There is. There's um, good, I think the I think this is a, a data point in the, uh, for the rule that uh, get get British people to do your voice acting or or someone with like a non-American accent who speaks yeah. English. Yeah, totally like. Until they, like Sells it to American audiences. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, I could see that's kind of foreign but familiar. I could totally see that as a mermaid in a cave. Yeah, <laughs> is that British? Because it's not British, but I don't know what it, it's very. Um, it's very. Um, 
like refined or yeah. noble. Uh, but I don't know. Strong enunciations. Yeah. But it's very – it sounds like – oh, it's it's sort of what you'd expect to hear someone from the 19th century Victorian era perhaps. Right. Up- like some upper class. Yeah. One of those snobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey. We're just regular <laughs> Joes here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's Aquaria. Um, there's a good um, podcast interview between Alka Luca and um, Edmund McMillan, who's working on Super Meat Boy. That's really uh, – it's not so much about Aquaria, but it's really worth listening. As this was uh, recorded like two days ago. I'll link to it. Oh, wow. On this song, uh, kind of pretty all right. Um, it's It's really uh, amazing. Um, One thing this is to, this is uh, the first game I think that we've talked about for the main part where uh, it's it it does cost money to get. Yeah, I think is this twenty bucks now? I don't or know ten bucks. I don't know. Anyway, because I got it, it, I got it for it during a deal. Yeah, it's so hard to remember Steam prices. You don't know what's on sale or what's not. Yeah, um, but it's on Steam. It's easy to buy. Buy it. Yeah, it's good. It's worth it compared yeah. to like anything else you'd get out there right now. Yeah, and it's like half price of anything mainstream anyway. Mm-hmm. So nice, nice menu. I like the menu. Though, what do you think the, of the intro menu? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. With the text that changes. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I I think it's nice how it slows you down because so quick. You know, you know, once you play the menu a lot, you get used to like oh, just quickly quick clicking things. Yeah, but this kind of you can't click it right away, right? Or can you? Uh, I'm not sure, but I never know which button to click because the, right. the, basically there's text that translates from, I assume, Nige's language to your language, English. Or what? I don't imagine it localizes to. <laughs> Maybe it I, could. Um, so, yeah, it slows you down a little There's bit. like these four rocks, and yeah, they have this written text, and it slowly fades into English. And, and there's this pretty music, and there's nice little... Painted cave and stuff. Well, not painted, but everything's hand painted, anyways. I guess hand painted. What would you say it is? Um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's well done. It's pretty polished. Um, I wanted to mention too. Like I, so I read the rest of the story, and it's really super epic. And I want to play through it now. I just spoiled it for myself, but it, it, I don't know. I find spoilers just make me want to see it more. It's, you'll get, that's, yeah, I think that's a, it's not related to Aquaria, but I mean, if you're not sure you want to do something, spoiler certainly, because if the game is ruined by a spoiler, if a story, not a game, if a story's ruined by a spoiler, then it probably wasn't that good a story. I don't know, I don't, I don't find that they affect me at all, like, they, they just, like, I want to know how something happens, so if I read, like, a synopsis. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't the... give you the experience of it. Yeah. And it's, uh, Aquaria is a killer kind of epic story. Yeah. How how mythology levels? How long do you think this game is? <sighs> Probably like twenty hours. Mm. But I die a lot, and I don't think I think when you die, it doesn't update no, the time on the doesn't. save file. So it it's doesn't. probably like forty, really. Right, right. That's what I was gonna say because I played. It's hard to tell because like my play count is like a four for this game, but I mean I played through twice, so it doesn't count and all the times I died don't count but I know I played more than four hours right right yeah no I'm totally in that same situation Um, I die all the time too which is a shame it's 
But I it's like okay that. to die. There's lots of save points. And there's lots of if you get frustrated at something. Yeah, yeah, you can either slow down and actually hit the save points, which I often don't, huh. and or go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, it's a fun story. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, I don't know. I like Aquaria a lot. Um, so yeah, that's our show. I actually, before we end, there was one thing I forgot to mention that yes, you you mentioned that the idea of uh, it's hard. To, some games are not designed for you to come back to them after like years of not playing, and how yeah. Aquaria is kind of one of those. Yeah. Uh, how how uh, do you, do we want to talk a little bit about how? A sure. game might be able to solve that because I remember some games just that overly frustrating. Like I think one of them I, pl- I played the for the N sixty four. I always remember, uh, like I think it was just Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong for the N sixty four. I don't Donkey know why Kong I played 64? it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right, because that's when everything was just titled sixty four. Dude, you have to plug in your RAM. Oh yeah, but I remember I I think I stopped playing that game because it's not that good, but I I still wanted to play it some later and i had no idea what i had to do it was impossible to know the game did not tell me what i needed to do yeah that one was bad um, i think but some, it, i don't know but then and the, on the opposite end you got like pong of course which has no state anyways right so yeah it's a difficulty these bigger games where you need to go explore a lot i don't know if there's a solution like it, yeah, I mean, either it's almost like you either have some form of in-game hint system. Yeah, like Shadow of the Colossus, right? Mm-hmm. And that you can always pull up your beam of light and point right, to right. the next Colossus. And there's not which might not be a direct route, but at least tells you where to go. And it, it's not there's not you know you you're not going to forget which item is the beam of light item. <laughs> it was like right. It was like four items in that game or something. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, I know. I've it always seemed very intuitive to me to yeah, figure out. Right, right. There's a horse. There's a thing. You'll get there. Oh, right, because it's your sword. Oh, yeah. You're right, yeah. Yeah, that's the, yeah no, there's fewer items than I thought there would be. It was like your sword, your bow, your horse. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I, Because uh, going back to the, another game we talked about, Phenomena 32. Yep. Um, that, that one, I don't know how I feel about this. That's one of the games where... It, the guy encourages you to take notes. And I never right. really want to write down notes when I'm playing a game. I started when I started playing Phenomenon 32, but oh, then I was like, eh, I'm bored of taking notes. Like, it just that's just never been... Uh, just... Knit. Did you play Knit ever by Niflis? Knit? No. Which game's that? So that's uh, just a straightforward exploration game with, like, no fighting or very limited limited mounts. Uh-huh. I mean, you get hit, but you don't hit anyone. Knit has the beam of light aspect to finding stuff. Mm. It's quite enjoyable. Do you think a game... I feel like a game could make taking notes more fun, in a way. I don't know. Well, there's, like, auto-journaling in some games. Like, um... Any Western RPG... Yeah, that's true. Although, and that was useful to me in, like, Baldur's Gate series. Like, I, when I actually had the patience and time to get through one of these things, I found the auto notes were real helpful in going back and completing quests I couldn't figure out in the past. Mm. Um, but nowadays I find if I start a game like that, like, say, Dragon Age or Mass Effect, I just can't complete it out of sheer 
boredom. <laughs> so, oh no, and oh no, I would put Baldur's Gate two as my favorite game of all time. So I'm not even sure if it's something got lost <laughs> or if it's me that changed. It's 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 you. <laughs> no. Is it? Yeah. No. No. It I don't could know. be. No. I know my sister is good at taking notes in games. At least um, there's the old Sega game, Shining in the Darkness, I'll always remember. Do you remember that one? It's like a dungeon explorer. Shining in the Darkness? Yeah. It was basically like a princess of this castle town gets kidnapped in this old school dungeon of monsters. And it's, it's kind of like a 3D game for the Genesis. And yeah, it's never there's no there's no guy. there's no map in in this dungeon. It's a dungeon crawler, but there's no map, so you have to have your own map yeah. or like cheat and use a walkthrough. My sister was always good at taking the map notes. I just always thought yeah. that was so boring. It's like I don't want to chart. I guess yeah, it's, it's, some no, it's nice paper. to appeal. Like I think HeroCore does this. I forget if HeroCore does this, but I think there's a mode in that where you can turn off the auto map. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's true. It's in something. I just wonder if it's as as I guess it's what you were saying a little bit, not quite, but I don't know if it's me or the game. Like I I I feel like taking notes could be fun if they want me to take interesting notes. Um one game that I really took notes on and I loved it because of it is La Mulana, which I do mean to talk about on this, oh. which is coming to beware soon. La Mulana has the most hardcore puzzles that are real textual, like figuring out, like putting together different notes that you find and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I did take notes in that. And they were it, it makes you feel real super smart in La Mulana because you'll have these notes that have like fragments of mysterious text just sitting around your desk for a while. It just feels great. Oh, that. So, what kind of puzzles are we talking about? Like word puzzles or riddles or. Like riddles. Man, I like I like that. That kind of that like riddles me. with gameplay objects. Yeah, in general, that sounds cool. That when you mentioned that, I thought of a mechanic that I kind of would like for the taking note system. That would be fun. Is yeah. like that, but because you know those. Um, I don't know. This is not going to appeal to a wider audience, but um, like at CMU or a lot of colleges, um, they have those puzzle weekend things. Yeah. Like puzzle. I feel like they could kind of make a game like that. Like they, you know, because those, puzz- those puzzles. I've been trying to think. There's a game for DOS mm-hmm. um, that I played. I probably got from Home of the Underdogs or something. And it's all based around the tarot cards, and each tarot card is a puzzle. I'll, I'll look this up and post it on the link if I can figure it out. Um, and. Each one is a lot like one of those like puzzle challenge games, but it ends up telling you this cool narrative, um, basically based on the different tarot cards, mm-hmm. and it's cool. Yeah, I, I could I could I could just see like a game with those kinds of like hard puzzles that requires you to run around in game mm-hmm. to find stuff because like uh like those like those old I don't know I'm sure they still make them but like uh, when I was playing them those old school PC games like uh. I forgot. They're kind of like horror puzzle games, but not super scary. Like 13... Did you say horror puzzle games? Yeah. Horror. Horror. What did <laughs> I say? You said horror. Horror. <laughs> like, horror puzzle. Horror. Horror. Yeah, I know. What did I say? 
You said whore. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like the old... Uh, like Grand the Theft Auto. Like the misty ones. Yeah, like misty ones, except except with more like skeletons or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's um, like 13th Guest. Is guest, it 13th that's guest? it. Yeah, Guest. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, and there's a couple others. And those were puzzly. But they were more self, like, you didn't really need to take notes in those. I mean, it wouldn't hurt for some of them to write stuff down, like, while you're doing the puzzle. But it wasn't, yeah. it's not like you need to, well, maybe you did to take notes, I don't know. I don't know, most of everything in those, at least in my experience, was compa- contained on the same scene. So right. you might need to remember something to solve it, but it usually wasn't a lot. Like, and usually, like, once you figured it out, you just run over there anyway, and you won't need to write anything down. Right, right, exactly, yeah. But, so. yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's not... I mean, I can just, you know, for, just from what we're talking about, this is not a mechanic that's going to appeal to a wide audience. Right, but there is there's some appeal to it. I don't know. If you make your player feel smart and reward them a lot for taking notes... Make your player okay. feel smart for being smart. Yeah, right. Because, I don't know, are there any games... I don't... I don't mean to bore the audience with my random tangents, but I'm... I want, I'm trying... got me interested to try and think of a game which... Reward the audience for feeling smart, even though they didn't do anything that special. Uh, that I don't know. <laughs> Call us in if you know that one. Yeah. Yeah, one's the lowest common denominator. <laughs> feel smart. Oh my. Or just, like, tell us if you know some games that make you feel smart. Because that list is that, really short. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, not just, like... Oh, I'm now good at this platformer. Not like physical smartness. Like maybe some Zeldas, like the newer Zeldas, like that DS one, uh, Phantom Hourglass. Like, there's a puzzle in that. I don't mean to ruin this for everyone who doesn't oh, done it yet. Are we you talking to, like, about the clamshell? Yeah, where yeah. it's like a shows a picture of a clamshell closing on the screen, and like to figure it out, you just close your DS, like fold it up. Yeah, because. Because it's like a map, and you need to ink the other part or something. Oh, right. You're, like, applying yeah. ink from one yeah. screen. When I said clamshell, I, I was trying... Yeah, I just meant the, the whole device. Oh, yeah. Like, subtly. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember it at all, if that's not obvious yet. But, um... No, that was... That was that made that made me feel kind of like, oh, shit, yeah. That's what I... It's like, if only I could apply the ink from the top map to the bottom. <laughs> what, could Could I even do this? Would the game not just fall asleep when I closed it? <laughs> I think I, I wonder, got stuck I wonder on how they program that. I bet it's totally like checks if it fell asleep. Right? Yeah. Maybe it checks the clock. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It it's it's probably oh, kind no, of I hackerish, mean, but it no worked. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when they. It's like the Zelda team was like, okay, when you designed the DS, uh, can we request a uh, <laughs> a, a callback on yeah. device did close? <laughs> I guess right. there was something like that. I don't know. The phrase. Because yeah, you need you to break. save stuff. I don't know. You can probably get in there. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Any DS insiders want to fill us in? Yeah. XX exactly. Nintendo guys. Uh, yeah. You can call us in Japanese. We'll translate it. Yeah, Mark knows. Speak slowly. So I think um, that was... Um, so next week... What are we going to talk about? Next week we're going to do a special double episode oh, um, so we're going to pick two short games and hopefully finish them both that's <laughs> the goal, finishing games so we're doing The Day, which is a Flash game by Gregory Weir and Labe de Mort, which is by Luca Molito who did Hydora um, 
last episode? Was that last episode? Yeah, that was the last episode. Yeah, so we'll be back on our Locomolito click. Hope you liked our last one. So we're back. Yeah, I hope it's not too hard. Because <laughs> well, I bet I could read a description of my door and be like, oh yeah, it would take two hours if you knew what you were doing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because, no. I mean, literally it would, because like, that's just how long it would probably take to get less. through the levels. Yeah, yeah, probably less. And there are a lot of <laughs> levels, so. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, uh, tune in next week for those. Um, if you like our show, rate us on iTunes or leave a comment or tell a friend or be nice to us. Um, be nice to Matt. Follow me on Twitter, Super Gork. Yeah. If you want to follow Mark on Twitter, although he doesn't post ever, that's a pie. Uh, This is going back to nicknames. I need a new one. Uh, um, yeah, that's it. Tune in next week. Bye. Bye.